felt weird to do, to listen to only one side of the headphones and then hum that. Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, money, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. It sure is, Steve. <laughs> this first ad was brought to us by Colin Angel. Yeah, this is an Affinity Cyclone. Holy smokes, that it's was got a lot a of words. book connected the to it. The story we're told of this oh, don't read the whole special damn thing, please. squire, quote, backed by, backed by Fender. Is that what they say? Is it backed by Fender? Where's yours? Does it say backed by Fender on it? Is that it's pre-production? Oh, this is that pre-production thing. Yeah. Sold during an internal Fender Hollywood employee sale around Q1. As such, you'll notice some unique differences that make this an extra excellent consideration uh, we have no uh, consideration for collectors. While we have no... Ri- you can do it, Steve. I believe in you. Burped up the, some of that Mexican food from earlier. Oh, my gosh. While we have no written confirmation, we believe the indicators on this guitar align well with it being a pre-production or sample unit. The most immediate difference is the color is a deeper blue than a production model. More of a turquoise blues, blue that's deeper than Daphne blue. The bridge assembly, tuning machines, pickups, and fretboard choices appear to be in line with what you'd find on a lower price Affinity series. Notice that the truss rod channel also has no black plastic channel. If we had to guess, maybe Fender was figuring out which level in the line these guitars would ultimately place in. The pickguard has a slightly different shape than the production model with a sharper point on the lower horn. As with these Fender pastels, please note the color in person can vary in appearance. Under the hood, you'll find what appears to be the same pots used in the, the production model, albeit a mild amount of splicing in the cable. It looks like there was some experimentation. You'll also notice the handwritten net pocket and neck f- heel markings, MSTC and MSC, which are not the usual stamp seen on the production model. The serial numbers, number is also interesting in that it seems to predate the serial numbers of the official product shots on the Fender website. I, if there's a serial number... And it predates. It's are like the numbers on the website. Like I don't know the first, the absolute first one. The more important thing here is that they've told us this is an affinity quality level build, and they want twenty two hundred dollars for it. As for quality, we think it fair to consider the guitar in excellent condition. There are all-around light scratches and swirlies that don't show up well in photos. No cracks. Plastic is still on the pit guard. More notable are some scratches between the volume and tone pots. A very slightly scrape on the base side of the neck around the first fret and slightly deeper finish scuff we don't care about all that of the stuff. neck pickup. No bigger than a dime. <laughs> Skip all that stuff. Let's just look at the pictures of this guitar. It's blue! It's, it's a blue one. What's the shape of the pit guard that this guy's talking about? I guess it does look a little pointier right there, but like that's such a minor thing. Otherwise, it's kind of the same. I feel like the lack of point here could even be like a guard to guard. Like it's so slight that I don't yeah. even know if I would say like it's different. I think he's just nitpicking. To to me, the big difference is uh, the bridge. It has like the cheapest looking saddles. Oh yeah, and the production model has the punched squire. Steel saddles, yeah. which I think is way cooler looking. I, so I can't cool. imagine there's actually a collector's market for this worth $2,200 just because this is the pre-production model of a Squire that apparently was done at a lower quality point than the actual production models. Like, what is the point? I feel like at best you can ask, you know, the same price as a production squire even though it's below you know the quality point because he says it's built to affinity quality yeah it's you gotta like really be in this this is a price for like a hundred years from now if these become like known guitars like oh my gosh no, that's the problem the is he's prototype saying, like saying this, this is not is a, a price for now it's not even a really a prototype because the prototype would have been like the circa what 1995 or whatever fender model right right like, this isn't a prototype this is someone at fender going like yeah let's just let's just test this out on the affinity platform oh it's testing really well in our in our uh market research let's bump it up to the regular series like, yeah yeah that's probably what really happened exactly <laughs> we're laughing because we could hear the toilet flush <laughs> above us um <laughs> yeah this is bonkers 2200 bucks. There's no freaking way. 
Hey, but at least shipping is free. I mean, the color's pretty. Pretty blue. It's yeah, it is pretty blue. I don't know, man. This is stupid. And also, look at the trim block on it. It's that tiny little thin trim is this block. Not a tiny trim block. Kaboom! Big old block. Oh, dang! On the production model. Nice block that I'm holding in my hands here. Steve had his eye on my block. Yeah, I can't see. <laughs> you have to be an extreme squire collector. You have to be an extremely dumb squire collector. This really belongs on an auction site rather than reverb. And then you'll find out the value of it. People will be Dude. like, oh, yeah, I can buy the production model for 400 for 399 uh, I guess I'd throw, you know, 450 bucks at this to have, you know, a special one. Would you say that this belongs in a museum? <laughs> this does not belong in a museum. No, this, this should be left in the tomb with the pharaohs. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that color, though. Uh, I would. I kind of still wish I'd gotten the blue version, but I kind of am tickled pink at the color that I got. Um, womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. I think the Cyclones are really cool guitars. Yeah. There's just no reason to pay $2,200. If you're going to pay that much money for a Cyclone, buy two of the original ones. Yeah, right? Go buy the original ones with the with the speed stripe on them and the Jaguar pickups. You can get those for about a grand. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you buy? Are they really that expensive? Yeah. Now? Jeez. Should I sell my Jack Sting? <laughs> I don't think yet. I think you got to wait uh, until uh, people like the the Gen X generation are just on the edge of retiring and they have way too much money to throw and around. The problem and is they're ready to live out some nostalgia. You've played that guitar, right? Yeah. It needs a refret, I think. Um, it has a super tiny little vintage style fret. But the guy who I got it from was like also had like monkey grip. Oh yeah. Like that was the reason you he know, was selling it. Aren't that expensive. They're like two hundred bucks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's like two hundred 200 bucks on like a $500 guitar. I know. Well, well $500 when you had it bought. Now it's probably like a $900 No, it was 250 when I got it. Well, there you go. You paid 250 for that. If you want to sell that thing for 500 bucks, maybe I'll buy it from you. No, I would not sell it for 500. I'd probably <laughs> I'd sell it for a top dollar. Top dollar he says. Which 501. Is... No. I don't... <laughs> there I've been seeing them like I've been seeing people trying to get as much as $900 for those. That's what I'm saying. So right, what's, what's new, man? What's new? <laughs> what's new? What's new? What's I changed what's pickups new? in my SG today. Yeah? We got the Sonic pickups. I mean, I did a video about it. I, it's hard to do what's new because I do videos about everything that's right. new in my life. But yeah, I swapped the pickups, and I think it does sound better. I swapped out GFS pickups for the Sonic pickups. Mm -hmm. And uh, the bridge pickup is over there. Uh, the bridge pickup Ooh. that was original Ooh. sounded kind of dull and dead. Compared to the new bridge pickup, it still sounds kind of like thin and bright the way bridge pickups do on yeah. an SG. Uh, the neck pickup originally on it was this P90 in a uh, humbucker size mm -hmm. sort of thing. And that had a huge like bottom into it, which was almost like too much. It was distracting compared to the bridge pickup. Huge. And so it's just a much better balanced set of pickups now. Um, the neck pickup is plenty warm and creamy. It just doesn't have that huge boom that the uh, the P90 had, which makes me want to put that P90 into something that needs a big boom, yeah. you know? Right. I just haven't figured out what I'm going to do yet. Mm. But I think I'm going to probably sell the other bridge pickup or save it for some dumb project or something like that. Are, G are, GFS, sounds... are GFS pickups even worth reselling? That's a good question. Probably not. Like... I mean, I, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying they're bad pickups. I'm no. just saying they're they're so inexpensive. My my uh, impression of GFS picks up, pickups, because I've bought a bunch over the years, is that they are exactly what they're described as being. So read the description and just know, like, this isn't going to sound, you know, like some sort of high-end cork-sniffing sort of pickup. It's going to sound like the description. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, here's a hot pickup with, you know, a thick mid-range or something like that. Yeah. It's going to have those qualities, but it's not going to be, you know, like the fanciest sounding thing you've ever mm -hmm. heard in your life. But they work. They're good. If you want to explore various sounds, they're decent. But I'm I'm excited to have a fresh set of pickups from Sonic Pickups in the uh, in the SG and kind of get reacquainted with that guitar and uh, spend some time, you know, 
getting it figured out again because I haven't been playing it at all for yeah. like a long time. And it was kind of my original guitar that I was using for videos. Right. Because it was the most like intonation stable it was your, guitar it was in my probably collection. like your one of your first like broad appeal. Yeah, exactly. Even though it was even that one was like a repaint. Because when I first first started, I had the strat, which was like super modified. Mm-hmm. I had the Hallmark Swept Wing, which is bonkers. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense for demos. Uh, I had the Duo Sonic, which makes no sense right. for most demos. Uh, I I had some other guitars floating around. I can't remember. Oh, well, I had, I the, had the, like the Explorer. and the... I had the Explorer, which is another parts guitar. I've always had, like... Yeah, you had all these I had, parts guitars. You know, I had the the knockoff lead. Oh, uh, yeah, Big Red. <laughs> so I had guitars, but the SG was clearly the most normal let's demo pedals with this yeah. guitar. Cause the rest were just wonky because that's my taste, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, delicious. The vast majority of my early videos were recorded with the SG. So it'll be nice to have it be part of my quiver again, or I'll just decide, Oh yeah, maybe I just don't like this SG and I'll sell it. Oh man. SGs are <laughs> sick. But the problem with that is I'll probably never buy another SG again. Is always my fear. Like, right. It's not impossible for me to buy an SG again, but it's also like, will I ever have the motivation to buy an SG again? Well, you again? also got like such a good deal on that yeah. one that it's like 250 bucks. Yeah. It's hard to beat that. I mean, it was just like a body, right? Yeah. Well, well no, it had neck. the neck. It, it was, t- it had all the parts, but it was taken apart. Yeah. So I had to do a full assembly on it. I've had the thought that if I someday get a decent Les Paul that I really like, even if it's not a Gibson brand, like if I get a Greco mm. or something like that, um, then I'll get rid of the SG because I'll have a solidly Gibson style guitar in my collection. But then maybe I'll love the, the SG more. I, yeah. it's, it's hard to predict what I'll, what They're I'll do. Different. They're they are different. SGs and Les Pauls are different. They are very different. So you have anything new? Nah. No, nothing new. I, I probably should. But... You watching any shows, any movies, or anything? Uh, I just started watching The Queen's Gambit. Yeah, on I'm. I'm two into it. I'm two episodes into it. Oh, I'm also two episodes into it. Well, don't spoil anything uh, for the people watching. It's it's, really, it's, I, it's it's such a weird show because it's so slow. I really but I can't like yeah. look away. I really like that actress. I forget her name, but every time I see her in something, I'm like, yeah, she's. She's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Like the, the, her her acting style is is very it draws you in. It's compelling. Yeah. Um, which is funny because she's very straight faced most of the time. Yeah. Which but, I think is part like part of it. It's like yeah. kind of alien. It is kind of alien. Like I like I was android. I was thinking I'd like to see her in some sort of sci fi movie sometime. Yeah. Um, and I was feeling kind of gypped the first episode. Oh, because she's in it for like five minutes. She's in it for like maybe five minutes and like she maybe has a line and a half yeah in that first intro and then it cuts to a child actor playing a younger version of her as like did they seriously just pay for her to act for two hours one day and then the, <laughs> the rest of the series is going to be a child actor and that was the hook to get you is to get like a, uh, a known actress yeah. but the second episode it's it's her but even like she's not super known yeah like but if you like a, if you like chess movies if you like period pieces if you like uh kind of like dramas about orphans and stuff like that yeah i've just spoiled it for you you're gonna like this, um, this show i'm gonna spoil it more i've been enjoying seeing Harry Melling pop up in random Netflix shows. The guy who's the chess champion in the second episode was Dudley Dursley in the Harry Potter movie. Oh, I'm not a Harry Potter boy, so I didn't recognize him. Well, he's Dudley. He's also in. Did you see the Old Guard? That was the, the one with Charlize Theron. Yeah, where she like can't die until she does. Yeah, yeah. Only she doesn't, I guess. Yeah. Uh, oh, I want to just spoil that one too. Well, that one's not really worth watching. It's kind of no. That one was fine. It was a junk like Saturday afternoon sci-fi sort of action. I'd watch thing. it again. All right. on, I thought um, it was kind of same lame. premises. That it's a f- stupid fun. No, it's stupid fun. But don't go like oh Ryan and Steve recommended this movie on Netflix. It feels very like you know, double, you're going to make a second one, man. It feels very WB early 2000 Saturday afternoon, like, or like sci-fi original. I feel like that's where just a lot of Netflix is. Oh, landing. sure. Sure. I watched the, uh, reboot 
the full the full trailer for the Saved by the Bell reboot. It's not a reboot, it's, right? It's the revival or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not interested. I haven't seen the trailer. That's a I'm, tough one. I'm not interested. It's tough. It belongs in its time. It doesn't belong now. It definitely. It almost um, didn't belong in its time, if you think about it. But. Yeah, it's it's. I don't. I don't know. I'm not interested. And of course, like all of like the old fans are like, where are all the people that went crazy from you know the, from the original show? Oh, you like Screech or something? Yeah, because like, like Screech has been in jail a couple times, yeah. and like Lisa's like developed like a like a handful of like um, mental I don't mental disorder, mental illness thing. So it's like she's not really associated, right? With that and some people like I think some people are like. It's messy because she says she wants to be part of it, but then other people who are close to her are like, yeah, she couldn't, she can't she act can. anymore. Like, it wouldn't be good for her. Um, but, you know, people are coming out and, like, the, on the com- in the comment section. Who cares? Uh, being all, where are these people at? <laughs> so, anyways, this episode is brought to you. By Netflix. By Netflix. And, and Peacock. Apparently. Uh, go ask Grant Wilson what shows you think he, he shows he thinks you should be watching because uh, Bigger Pedals has sponsored this episode. Yeah, Yet that's again. right. Bigger Pedals sponsors this episode. They make such fine pedals as the Albi, mm-hmm. a multi modulation, multi multi modulation because it's multiple. It's modulation. not just modulation, Steve. It's, it's also delays settings. and reverbs. Those are modulations. They're time modulations. Oh my gosh. You know, it's got time-based effects, which are modulated in various ways, yep. and it has other modulations modulating your signal. It's a multi-effect pedal that you don't have to get You don't picky have to put with. the logo up, Ryan, because there the it logos... Is. There it is. I'll still probably put the logo up. Why is it backwards? Because the screen is flipped around. <laughs> I know. <I'm> <laughs> um, but they make the Albi. That's their newest pedal. They also make... You know what? What I forgot to... What ones I forgot from to name off last episode was Black Betty and Betty White, mm-hmm. the one knob fuzz. Yeah. They're both the same fuzz. They're just different colors, and you should buy them both so you can have stereo fuzz. One in the front and one in the back. First in the chain. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. I was like, chain. front and back of what, Steve? What are you of talking your, about all of a sudden? Signal chain. <laughs> you got to be running one in the front and no. running one in the back. Listen, if you're running a wet dry rig and you want to run fuzz, you have to run two fuzzes for your wet dry. You have to have a fuzz on your wet, wet a fuzz on your dry. That's when the uh, the Betty White and the Black Betty come into play. Same fuzz on two different amps. And a convenient one-knob sort of uh, layout. So go check those out. You'll love Big them. EarPedals.com. Yeah. All right. This first topic was sent to us by... Actually, it was just posted by Sandal Andrew John. He says, outlawing pedal hoarding? Should pedal hoarding be a crime? And what should the punishment be, Steve? Obviously, I'd go to jail. Obviously, you'd go to jail. If pedal hoarding was a crime. Or would it be like a finable offense? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, that's not even all of it, Steve. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, I'd like to present to the people's Exhibit A, Exhibits B, C, D, and E. These are just, are these all just affordable? These are affordable totes. Get this crap out of here. <laughs> you make me sick. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. That is like the visual definition of pedal hoarding. When you start keeping them in like Tupperware containers. Are those new? I don't think I've seen those totes before. They've been in here. I've, okay. I've had it that Here's way for a while. Here's a question I have. This is only like the third week you've come over That's here. That's true. That's true. I I got it. But I, you know, I, I just thought I would have noticed it. Do you know how many pedals Josh Scott has? Oh my gosh, thousands, I'm sure. Like, I just want to know because this affordable thing, I feel like you guys have got to be in the same space. No, he's you definitely think he's, got way he's more? definitely got more because he's he's got that that huge wall of pedals behind him, and I know that's not even scratching the surface. You have a huge wall of pedals behind you. No, this is maybe like. One sixteenth of what's behind. Remember him when we had a wheel side. of pedals? We did have a whole. Is this, is this wheel where we go to talk pedals. about the wheel of pedals? I was thinking of putting that on a shirt. Is this where we go to talk about the wheel of pedals? <laughs> Nobody would get it. That, and that's what like, makes it beautiful. All right. <laughs> Why not? People, if people, if they saw me wearing that shirt around, would think it's a bicycle thing. I mean, the the logo already exists. All you got to do is throw some. Uh, 
What's that? What's the font called? Oh, uh, a Cooper Black. Cooper Black. Is this where we go to? Is this where I go to talk about? And then the Wheel of Pedals logo, and you're done. Throw it on Teespring. There you go. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, guys. Now I'm rich because everyone's going to buy it. Yeah. There you go. So, what do you think, Steve? What uh, what would life be like? What would be the limit? What's like the legal limit as far as pedal hoarding goes before you know you start getting dragged to court or like the police start finding you? Um, I'm trying to think of what other products you can that it's illegal to hoard. Guns. It's not illegal to hoard guns. Well, you start getting the wrong kind of guns, and then the ATF shows up. Yeah, so is there just like a certain, when you have certain kinds of pedals? I think that if the government caught wind, like, this guy's got a billion. This guy's got an army's worth of guns. Like, it's not, they. Then they just start watching you. They would watch you. Then they wouldn't prosecute, you. but you would be on a list. You know, they'd be like, "This guy has an arsenal. This dude might be mobilizing a militia." I yeah, think the what, cops are outside of your house, going like, "This guy's going to start another. Look at all those pills. He's going. He's going to start another polyphonic spree." <laughs> <laughs> Who does this guy think he is? He, he, could, he some... could be getting ready to go on a polyphonic crime spree. <laughs> Can you imagine getting? Um, Getting uh, interrogated by the good cop and bad cop. And the bad cop has all these, like, pet names for you. It's like, listen here, Les Claypool. Like, he just starts, like, <laughs> throwing out, like, musician names. Oh and you're like, what? That doesn't who, even make sense. Who do you think you are? The Edge? How many <laughs> rack mount units do you own? <laughs> so you get off on Tube Screamers, huh, you sicko? <laughs> <laughs> How many muffs does one man, man need? Not this many. This is disgusting. You disgust me. And then the other cops have to pull him out. You're gone. You've gone to too far. A, they're going to try to make a grab that fuss by the muff joke, but I just couldn't, oh, I just couldn't put it together. <laughs> so what is... I ha- I I'm sure I have more pedals than you. Although you like hide them away, you I might do, have I, more. I, than I me. might have more. You like buy stuff and then you. I've hide definitely it. bought more pedals. Than I you. wouldn't be surprised if you like have a hole in the drywall in your house and you just <laughs> shove boxes in there until it fills up and then you plaster it closed and then you open up a new hole and just. Start I really shoving just stuff in okay. There. So I have what when I would when we were doing the live stream from home. I've got that shelf behind me. That's like maybe a, a dozen pedals behind me there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have my PT Junior, and I think that has like 10 pedals on it. Um, and then I have a, um, when I put my bass board together, that's got like another three or four pedals on it. Um, and then, yeah, I've got, I've just got some, a bunch of boxes with pedals in them. Mm. Um, and I came over here for that. Uh, last year geez a, a year ago uh-huh. to, to do that live unboxing of the mr black pedals and i put them back in the bag and i put the backpack oh in the gosh. closet i still haven't played them ridiculous well so, it's not like we're in an environment where we can even like try out pedals right now yeah and like I, live and like scenarios. i'm in a, and i'm in just doing the the virtual band thing still well, not even that, but like just being in like a tiny house. Like, the, oh I, yeah, yeah, I got now. Granted, I I just got the Albi like at the beginning of the week, so I I you know, but legitimately, like I'm trying to like find a time where I'm like, can I just pull out my Black Star, pull out two cables, pull out a power supply, and like plug this yeah. plug this in, um, and I don't I don't know when that's gonna happen. Yeah, just because, just because of like I put, I have the little uh, katana battery amp yeah. that I leave in the living room with just like two short cables yeah but then it's like yeah but you, you have I a, don't power a pedal to run into it I just yeah well you and you thing. also have like a living room that is like you can be in the living room and people are going to be in like other part can be in other I, parts of the house yes I'm, I usually play around with it on the couch when the, the kids are in bed and I play my it. kids don't go to bed yeah your kids are vampires I know happy Halloween last week yeah by the way. yeah <laughs> I dressed up as a podcaster oh and we know the results of the election now yeah th- congratulations congratulations future president America now that we know we probably don't know yet 
is probably still a big mystery. People are probably fighting about it right now. We recorded this a week ago, guys. We don't actually know if this will get released because there's a lot of speculation that the that the nation will crumble on a, on November the fifth. <laughs> Isn't that that's the that's the gunpowder day, right? The fifth of is it the fifth of November? I don't know. Gunpowder Day? I don't know. National Gunpowder Day? National National Explode the Queen? Okay, day? so anyways, getting back on topic. <laughs> what what assu- constitutes pedal hoarding? Assuming pedal hoarding becomes a crime and there's varying degrees of sentencing, uh, which one of us gets the tougher sentence? I, I think... Oh, who gets And a, what's the maximum it's sentence? It's me. It's, I get a tougher sentence because it's going to be based on pedal usage. If you can and also dem- your... You're doing it just to do it. I have all these pedals because they get sent to me. It's my job. I mean, some of the ones I bought are because I wanted them. It wasn't but, like vindictive. But if you look at it in like drug war terms. It's not like I bought a, a ayahuasca to. You, re- you did this, Steve. You've, you, you enabled the dealers oh my gosh. and the, uh, you know, the pedal importers that, you know, have grabbed this nation into this awful wave of addiction sweeping the country mm-hmm. uh i think the only pedal that i've purchased that like people will could i won't say rightfully because deal with it uh-huh. uh, but they're like oh you don't even use that is like is the rubber neck uh-huh. which i have used actually fairly recently yeah so i think that would be the the thing is if in order to not be a pedal hoarder you would have to demonstrate in a court of law using it uh, active use within a certain time frame. Now the question is, what is that time frame? Uh, yeah, I guess the uh, the idea behind hoarding is that you're just stuffing st- stuff away, and it's not serving a purpose. You are just hiding it away and keeping it, you know, from being used, or it's become a detriment to you because there's so much of it. I actually sell stuff. Like I try to keep stuff that I think I'm going to make content with, or that I actually want to keep for myself. I'm just looking back here and thinking though, like how many of these pedals have you have not been played in the last year? Um, oh, that might be tricky. There's probably about a dozen on there. I, I, I try to keep messing with a bunch of them and I, I test out different concepts that I'm going to do in demos All and right. stuff. And I move All stuff right. on and off the board. And honestly, I'm always looking for something to sell. I've, mm-hmm. I actually have a big tote up in my office. There's of, another tote full of pedals that I need to sell, but I'm still waiting for the post office to send me the bags so I can sell them. Um, freaking post office, send me the bags so I can sell things. So what do you think the maximum, uh, sentence should be? Should it be death? Should it be life in prison? Should it be like hard labor, hard labor? <laughs> what kind of labor? Uh, you have to um, do something uh, pedal-related. I'm trying to think of what. I know what it is. You have to serve as a sound tech, a live sound tech. You get you get sentenced to, you know, like 1,200 hours of community service being the live sound tech at an all ages venue. That's how you, uh, you pay your debt to society. There you go. Yeah. And, you know, then we don't have to actually, you know, officially hire people to be live sound techs anymore. They're just prison labor and the quality of the work will be about the same. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you have to teach other kids how to be YouTubers. Oh my gosh. That's a disaster. That's... <laughs> Just go film yourself playing Minecraft, kids. I don't know. <laughs> You'll be a lot more successful than I am, like overnight. It's it's a lot easier than what I'm doing. <laughs> um what other what other no i think i think it's community sir i mean it's this would have to be a post covid punishment but yeah i think it's community service you have to be the sound man at the epicenter yeah for like for like uh it's i don't know like high school shows 3 months of every friday night for 3 months you're mm-hmm. at the epicenter mixing sound for 4 to 6 hours god mixing sound is that what they do at all ages venues now pretty sure yeah. they just turn it on and well, it's like mixing. Cross like, fingers. It's like mixing in a blender way. You just like sit there. And you... <laughs> mixing meaning destroying. You put all the card. You put all the cards out, and you go. And you go. I'm done. They're mixed. 
And you're really just yelling at the guitarist to turn down their amp because you don't want to listen to them. (laughs) Turn it down. I can control it from here. Yeah, it's better if I control it from here. Turn it down. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't hear it anymore. Thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This next ad was sent by Michael Krauss. Yeah, this is a... uh... A Princeton? 1966 Princeton Matsumoku Matsumoku UC3. Super cool looking and great playing. Vintage and rare. MIJ Jazzmaster Jaguar style electric with upgrades. Um, best I can tell, this is a nicely refinished 1966 Princeton UC3 made in Japan by Matsumoku. Offset electric. What is this bridge from? This is a style of bridge that I recognize from something else. Um, It's very kind of like... It's it's trying to be an out offset bridge, and I'm sure it is in function, uh, like a like a Jaguar yeah, Jazzmaster well, yeah, yeah. bridge. But I, I've seen that style bridge on various import things. Is that like a the Yam? Is it Yamaha? No, it's of? it's not like the Yamaha bridge. It's it's fundamentally different in a few ways, but kind of visually similar too, because okay. it's a single piece uh, connected to the bridge, uh, but has the function of a you know a. Jazzmaster. Right. So this has lace sensor. Someone dropped lace sensor pickups in it. The old school kind, this kind that say uh fender on them. See? Oh the fender the, lace the, sensor. Well, those those might be yeah. from uh the Clapton strap. Yeah. Because uh for a while they were dropping fender branded lace sensors into Clapton It's a straps. bummer that there's no uh obvious logoing on the head yeah stuff. there's no badges i'm almost wondering if it's a refin because i've never seen this no that's what it says it's a refin. oh it does okay that's why there's no badge on it then it has yeah. the the standard made in japan steel reinforced neck neck yeah. plate on there that is uh it's a fairly clean refin but it looks like it's lived some years it's mm-hmm. got some dents and dings in it yeah i wish i could see the badge i really like this headstock the the beveling i like the there's like a german carved bevel on it yeah. that the inside bevel is like that uh fender arrow headstock yeah. shape with the fender bulb connected it's to really it it's really cool it's sharp i like that a lot and i feel like it only works because it's a painted headstock like if this was wood i don't think i would like it interesting what if it was two tone two tone i could do two tone like, like if the bulb was black or yeah. If, if so, if one part of it was wood and the other part wasn't, that'd yeah. be cool. Uh, I just think if it was all wood, it just would like. Hmm. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to see it. What do they want for this? Four fifty. Four fifty. The fact that it has kind of, you know, known to be decent pickups in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like an active pickup, right? Uh, the lace sensor. I don't think laces are... I think those are active. Always active. I, mm. Because the Clapton had an active circuit. I don't think the pickups were active. They don't have to be active, but you could you could connect them to an active circuit. Well, you can connect anything to an active circuit. But it's That's not like true. EMGs where they're super... Right, right, like right. Lace, I don't think lace pickups are super low output. Okay. They're just like a high-tech pickup. Yeah. Um, I could be the, wrong. The fact that someone... If I'm wrong, correct me in the comments. Sure, sure. Tell us. Tell us what we got wrong. Uh the fact that someone dropped those pickups into this and they spent the time to refinish it and it looks like it's been decently well-loved mm-hmm. makes me wonder if this is a player's uh... guitar. Like, for 450 maybe this is a fun one. Yeah. I feel like that's a bit pricey for... For something fun. For a wacky import mm-hmm. where so many wacky imports can be kind of just a disaster. Yeah. Playability wise, they can be cool wall hangers and whatnot, cool lookers, but aren't really giggable. Maybe there's something here to this. I don't know. But 450 might be steep. It might be right on the money, though. Yeah. It's cool looking. This is a music video guitar. If you're making a music video oh, yeah. and you want to look cool in the music video, like this is going to look cool in the music video. If you're making a music video and you want to look cool, just don't play guitar. <laughs> yeah. Like just hang out on a yacht. You know, drink yeah. champagne, uh, you know, look over your sunglasses. Do a feature with Cardi B. Yeah, yeah. That's how you look cool in a music video. Yeah. Put on like a big, like weird costume and run around like a like a weird set that's been designed for you. Make it old timey. Make it old timey? Like, like dress up like a like, like Wyatt Earp or something. Maybe you're Tesla and you have to fight Albert Edison. Albert Edison? <laughs> 
<laughs> Good one, Steve. <laughs> I saw this. I saw this comic that was like, that was like, uh, oh yeah, this was uh, this is this is a world-renowned scientist, and it's a picture of Albert Einstein. But uh, his brother Frank was just a wacky doctor because <laughs> it's because you his it's Albert Einstein and Frank Einstein. Uh huh. Like Frank Frankenstein. Oh, Frank. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> Yeah, Frankenstein. That's See, it's not good. Halloween anymore. I know you can't make Halloween jokes. Joke. I'm it's sad. I'm a little sad that we didn't make joke. last episode spooky. We could have. Yeah, we could have made it a little spooky. Adam oh, I Family. forgot about this do, one. Do, do, do. <laughs> well, we're not there yet. <laughs> have you seen the the, ad, the new Adam Family cartoon? No. Like a cartoon movie? No, is it's it decent. Good? It's decent. Good. I mean, it does exactly what you expect to happen in an Adam Family movie. Mm-hmm. In that, like, there's the Adams family. They're creepy. Oh, there's the townspeople. They're uh, very square. What's going to happen? They're not going to like each other. Oh, and then they figure it out in the end. You know, it's mm-hmm. that same old story. That old chestnut. But it, they did a really decent job of it. It was a fun watch. I watched it with my kid. And I, I recommend that as a kid's movie in this spooky time of the year, even though we're inching towards Thanksgiving now. So go look that up, I guess. This is the... Uh, the uh, cinema and TV recommending episode of the podcast, apparently. This episode is also, that would have been better if I was smoother. <laughs> uh, this episode is also brought to you by Chase Bliss Audio, That's makers right. of the Automatone series preamp Mark II. This takes the Benson preamp and makes it a Mark II version, complete with sliders. That move on their very and own. Buttons I'm and I'm moving switches. the sliders with my finger right now, but if it was plugged in and powered, I could scroll through those presets, and these sliders would be moving around like a spooky ghost controlling it. A haunted pedal. Think about that a week after Halloween <laughs> that I missed for some stupid reason. Uh, so anyways, huge thanks to Chase Bliss Audio. Go check out their other pedals, too. They make yeah. amazing pedals. I have not sold a single Chase Bliss pedal I've ever come in contact with. Wow. Because I think they're so special. And someday they might pay for my retirement. So I'm keeping them. (laughs) (laughs) Invest in your future. Forget stocks and bonds. Chase Bliss Audio. Chase Bliss Audio. It'll pay for your retirement someday. I'm going to have a very small retirement. It's going to last about a week. But Chase (laughs) Chase Bliss pedals are going to cover it. (laughs) Yeah. So with a digital brain and an analog heart, uh, Chase Bliss pedals makes pedals more creative than you are. That's absolutely true. Uh, ChasePlusPedals.com. Album time? Album time. Uh, it's album time. Um, Steve. Yes. Uh, who chose this album? I'm I assuming. chose this album. We both chose the last two albums. We didn't hit the inner circle list, so I feel a little bit bad. But I want to know. I chose this album specifically because we you suggested a double album. I actually had already listened to this album this week before I suggested hmm. it. And I wanted to suggest something because my work week has been heavy that like i could yeah, review, you already knew i could review without looking it up um based on what you know about me steve you know what i'm about to ask mm-hmm. do you think i liked or disliked this album we haven't even said what it is yet um i think you i think you liked this album so we we're talking about the color and the shape by the foo fighters yes and I'm going to say it was very difficult for me to sit and review it, make notes on it, have anything to say about it, because I love this album so damn much. Like, it just hit in the perfect time of my adolescence. Yeah, there you go. This, you know, connecting nexus of me being a teenager with, yeah. you know, feelings and ideas mm-hmm. and me learning guitar at the same time. And this being an album that is just defined by simple but unforgettable, powerful riffs. Right. Huge dynamic shifts across the album that that work in huge creative ways. And vocal melodies that are riffs in themselves. Like, this is... It's... It's... It's hard for me to like be objective because it was such a powerful album for me in my youth. And listening through it today, I was like, holy hell, this album is too freaking good. Jeez, what do you even say about it? But it really might just be, you know, something from your youth. I'd, I'd be interested to know from the commenters, like, 
Do you think this album is a bummer? Do you think it's dumb? It doesn't hit you the same way it hits me? Because, damn, it hits me hard. This, well, like I said, I picked this album because I could review it without needing to listen to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had already listened to it this week. I didn't have to go back to it. Uh, One thing, someone, actually, we were talking, I was talking about this album somewhere recently. Do you think of the Foo Fighters as a super group? I mean, technically, they are, and that their members are from various bands but i mean every i mean every band has members from various but i bands. feel like like i'm saying like at what how how super do your previous bands need to be to be a super group i almost feel like a super group is defined as a super group when it is less iconic and less known than the bands the members ah, came from which could fair. you could make the case that Nirvana is a bigger known band than Foo Fighters, but I'd certainly say that Foo Fighters is a more successful band. Do you need than to Nirvana, be just in how long it's lasted? Right. Which is but, a, a and, grim and thing also, to say. Like, do you need to have started your do 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 the other parts of that supergroup need to still be continuing to exist? No. Like, do, can you quit your band? I guess they didn't. Maybe they didn't quit. the. So what I'm getting at, because, you know, okay, the Foo Fighters, of course, is Dave Grohl. Right, right. Uh, this album, all the tracks were written by Dave Grohl, Nate Mendel, or Pat Smear. Right. Pat Smear was the touring guitarist for Nirvana, and he was in The Germs. Dave Grohl, of course, Nirvana. And Nate Mendel, and also their drummer before, though not the drummer on this album, William Goldsmith, were part of Sunny Day Real Estate. Right. Which is a iconic uh, emo band, yeah, right? Yeah. So and all the peers are, they're not emo. They're no, 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 whatever. Who cares? Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Get over um, it. But yeah, it is kind of like at that time, I think Sunny Day Real Estate may have broken up. Obviously, Nirvana was broken up. Uh-huh. Uh, so if your if your project that you are super grouping from broke up, like, or I guess like, I don't know. The, I guess the other side of that I is. I don't think it matters the the status of the bands that the members came from. As long as those bands are well known enough for you to right. consider it a super group. If you if you know like all the bands that this new band are made out of, you're like, oh, that's a super group. I think it, we don't have to like get into fine details. Like it's it can be that simple. I and from that I think I would probably make the argument that the Foo Fighters aren't a super group. But I'd I'd kind of say that they've become such a huge thing just by themselves that you don't need to think of them that way. I would say like I think even at that time at at when they were out when this album came out or at least when i discovered this album which was probably a little uh-huh. later um i only knew dave grohl was the drummer from nirvana i didn't know anything about any of these other guys sure sure well, i didn't learn about who sunny Day real estate was until okay later. so, so you, anyway so you this, haven't known until recently that they were a super group and still well, you're I saying mean, that means that they're not a super group yeah okay i'm saying I'm I mean, so, i'd say not recently but like maybe I've probably only thought they were potentially a supergroup for like 15 years. All right. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any interesting notes on this album? Or I didn't take any notes. Yeah, I had a really tough time taking notes because it's just like, what do you say about? Yeah, this is the songs uh, of your childhood. You I think know? this. You, here's a thought: like, is this the best rock album of the 90s? I know there's a lot of rock albums out there. This has got to be in like the top 10 at least, right? It, that's tough because you get early 90s and you get yeah. into uh, your, you know, Van Halen's and your um, Guns N' Roses types of territories and stuff like that. I will say this is probably like easily, I, I could say without feeling at risk, this in the top five uh, alternative rock album Shoot. of the 90s. Like I, I, I would, mm. I would die on that hill. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what was your, what's your favorite song off this album? Oh man, that's tough. Uh, I, I, I boil it down to, more down to moments. Cause it, it's, okay. it's one of those things where the whole album just, it feels cohesive and it all flows together. Mm-hmm. And once you start listening to the first track, you're, you, you got to listen to it as an album. You listen to the whole thing all yeah. the way through. And yeah. that's how I used to listen to it. I'd have it on a CD in my car 
And I listen to the whole thing from point A to point B while I drive around, you know, to the beach, to college, you yeah, know, to, for to sure. hang out with friends, whatever. Um, man, I don't, I don't, how do you even pick something that you like from beginning to end? That's tough, man. That's tough. I, you know, I, the correct answer is February stars, by oh, the man, way, February, February stars, stars is so good. Uh, so good. And it's got everything you want. It's a slow jam. It's a ballad. And then it just like wall but, of sound. Like the, the vocal melodies, the hook element of the vocal, uh, the vocal melodies is just over the top all the way across yeah. this album to the point where I'm kind of like, Dave Grohl, what's up with your more recent stuff? <laughs> like it's, it is kind of, I, I really, really like the first Foo Fighters album too. And yeah. then, uh, their later stuff started to lose favor with me. I was like, ah, it's just not hitting the same. Maybe because I was getting older. It might be that. Maybe they're all equally good. I don't know. But I feel like they kind of got like off and on. Like I, I, the album after this, I was met on the one, the one after that one. Um, so it's weird. Like, Learn to Fly isn't just one of my least favorite Foo Fighter songs. Uh-huh. It's one of my least favorite songs. All right. I just can't get into it. You don't it. like it. But then I go to the next album after that, and I feel like times like these, melodically, instrumentally, is basically the exact same song as Learn to Fly, and I love that song. A lot of times I get burned out on radio hits, and I prefer the songs that, that that's haven't, fair. haven't been beat to death. But holy hell, when Monkey Rich came on, oh, I was yeah. listening to this today. Holy hell, what a song. Yeah. Damn it, Dave Grohl. You did it. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. What else do you say about it? Like, I, I sincerely want to... I'm not going to dog on anyone who has other opinions about this. I want to know in the comment section uh, if you have another opinion about The Color and the Shape by Foo Fighters or Foo Fighters in general, like, lay it on me, man. Because it's really hard for me to objectively step away from this album that was so key to my adolescence. I mean, literally- and me coming up in music and look at it in an objective way. It could be just riddled with errors and problems. And it's just a, a crap album to most other people. But to me, it feels like a perfect creation. I think it's like, it, I think it's close. It's really close. It's gotta be close. Like I can't think of any other nineties album like that. Where like I, once the first song starts, I need to listen to the whole album yeah. from beginning yeah. to end. Then and it ends well. Yeah. Oh, th- that last track. Yeah. Oh, th- there's that crazy like noise intro to it that you hadn't gotten on any of the other songs. What is the name of that last track? I can't remember. Uh, New Way Home. New Way Home. Like, oh, man. <laughs> no, like it's it's easy for me to trace my mentality towards music and towards songwriting and applying guitar to songwriting to this album as a, as a key influence. Yeah. I think I will say the one track when I was, and this kind of goes to that radio thing, the track that I think I didn't learn to appreciate until maybe like five years ago, my hero. Mm. That was a song like back. I, Cause it feels kind of like, Pulled back and like melancholy. It's, it's not even that. I think I just heard it so much. Sure. And I heard it so much and it's kind of like a drag. It's a little draggy. It does drag a little bit. Um, And I just never really like. I think there was a lot of hype around it. Um, You know, the at least the story that I've always heard is that that song is, you know, was written about um, uh, that song was actually written people claimed about Kurt sure. and you know, I was okay. That I thought that was interesting though. I guess people uh, have actually said that like, there's been some back and forth about what, what it was actually about. If it's just more generic. Um, but yeah, I just, at the time, but I also know that I have this thing. I don't know if you have this thing. You don't know if you have this thing. Cause I, I don't even know what this yet. thing is yet. Um, Do I have this thing? There are certain songs that like, I will associate with insomnia or being like, okay. or like that I heard a lot when I was sick, sure, sure, or whatever. That like for years, um, anytime I hear that song, I'm just like I feel gross. Like when I hear uh, what's uh, that Green Day song with the hardest stops, uh, my eyes feel like they're again. oh, uh, brain stew, brain stew. Yeah. When I hear that song, I flash back to the time when I took a little bit too much Ritalin in high school, uh, <laughs> and I was listening to that song, and it was a whole sensation. Um, yeah, there's so a, I, there's a handful of like late 
eighties, early nineties country songs mm-hmm. that I associate with laying in bed when I was like seven years old and not being able to sleep. You know the song uh, Long December? Yeah. Long December. Yeah. Long that, October. That song came out like in the middle of me having, you know, like, you know, a teenage depression that probably lasted 12 hours or something like that. But <laughs> like lay, laying in my bed in the dark of winter and that song comes out on the radio and then they beat it to death because yeah. it was, you know, a hit single. And it's like, yeah, man, it is a long December. <laughs> like, you're freaking 14. Buck up. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. To- Wait till uh, it's 2020, kid. Yeah. You don't even know what's coming. <laughs> Long December started in freaking March, bruh. That should be the theme song to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maybe we should do a freaking contest. Maybe we should do it. You know, we're going to be muscling in on the gear sums territory, but maybe we should no. do a covers contest. We should do cover, okay. cover Long December in December for the end of 2020. Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, send us you know, this. Uh, this is our first episode of. Actually, this is our second episode of November. Damn right. Because uh, I guess yeah, technically, technically yeah, this yeah. is our second episode of November. Between now and I don't know mid December, let's say like December fifteenth. Record your cover of Long December. For Christmas this year, we will release an episode that is only oh your guys' covers of Long December. <laughs> That's a really weird and bad idea, and I love it. Let's do it. Let's Maybe do we it. don't do it for Christmas. Maybe we do it for New- like we'll release it on December thirty first. Yeah, yeah, a New Year's. Yeah, a New, New Year's. Year's episode. Let's do it. <laughs> Sixty cycle humcast at gmail Dropbox it to us. Or Google Drive file. Attach an MP three. YouTube link. Whatever. You know, you, you want YouTube. If link? you send it as a YouTube link, I'll be able to download the okay. audio. But I mean, MP3s are better to get it on the episode. Yeah. Uh, if you, know, you send it as a YouTube link, oh, I was gonna say, like, if you send it as a video flat, no, what will? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a way to. I also love make hate a, this idea so I'm much. I'm trying to figure out a way to make a visual format to this. It should just be the two of us listening to <laughs> covers of Long December for like two hours. That sounds so depressing. <laughs> I don't care who, like who you are. If you turn it into a ska cover, you'll be my hero. I'm pretty sure it's, uh, we'll watch you as you go. <laughs> how did we get on this from talking about Foo Fighters? Because we're talking about how nostalgic my, my feels. Hero, I was saying how like my hero is a song that like I just if I reminds me of being sick for some sure, reason. sure. And it, it wasn't until a few years ago that like literally five years ago I listened to that song and I was like, nope. The the song's the song is brilliant. Sorry. Yeah, the song the song is excellent. Maybe I appreciate it more now that it's probably been a couple of years since I've listened to the album. Maybe it hit me so hard today because it's been so long, and I am actually more detached from it musically, mm. culturally. You know, the time that I'm in now, and I can listen to it fully musically, right? And be like, oh, oh man, it's just so good. Like something that's it's. You think of Foo Fighters, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, big you know, heavy power chords and Dave Grohl doing like a heavy rock vocal yeah. and stuff like that. There's so much like dynamic variety across this yeah. album, like yeah. jumping from super soft, pretty acoustic sounds to that full on like hard rock flirting with hardcore and punk sorts yeah. of sounds. This, this, there's a ton of uh well, and that's a, another one of those things where, you know, talking about it earlier that um, I, I, read an article somewhere where Dave Grohl was saying how he was like for his own and for the Foo Fighters, like he was heavily influenced by like the DC hardcore scene. Sure. Yeah. Which, you know, so a lot of this stuff is the, those soft section followed by like a super big wall of sound. That's very much like a, a nineties, uh, rights of spring right, right. kind of a thing to, to do. And so, the, you know, there's that I I used to try to make this argument and it, and maybe you could almost do it more for their first album like Foo Fighters are almost they they were too popular for it but they're like almost a proto emo band in way like, yeah no I I, I but it's like pick they up were on too that. popular for it but like yeah also no. Dave Grohl's like his balls are too big for <laughs> he doesn't could, sing through his nose enough. I could pick up th- on like some of those themes of like the musicality of it and the song yeah. structure of it, 
But yeah, he doesn't present as the way we think of emo now for sure. Yeah. But like the DC hardcore thing, like totally, there's yeah, a full it's like definitely there. like a punk yeah. and hardcore, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But then con- combined with this '90s alt radio yeah. college man, radio I was almost going to say that you wouldn't like this album. Really? I, I just couldn't decide where to go. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's it's huge for me. That's a, that's an amazing album. And you know, like I said, disagree with us. So. uh do some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Do you have any housekeeping We left? don't, but if you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash 60cyclehumcast, and you can uh, support the show for as little as a dollar a month or as much as you want. Yeah. Uh, we just started, actually, an uh, annual subscription, so if you want to sign up. Oh, yeah. Uh, annual subscriptions give you uh 8% discount, which is basically one month free. Buy 11, yeah. get one free. If you're the type of person that wants to pay one lump sum and not worry about recurring payments, because people have asked about that in the past, yeah. apparently there's an option now through Patreon, so go check that out. Yep. And maybe uh, that'll be your Christmas gift to us if you, this uh, holiday There's season. other ways to support the show. We're going to play a song at the end, and after that, we're out of songs. You know what we should do? Is we're we... out of songs until December 31st when we play all of your Long December covers. We should play the Long December episode if we get enough songs. We should play the long December episode while watching the Yule Log video. <laughs> like you and I sitting back in like leather chairs. Oh, yeah. Watching, you know, guitars burn while we sip on scotch or something like oh, that. Oh, man, I could go for some scotch. Would we be able to survive an hours long episode of nothing but long December covers? This sounds incredibly depressing. Ska cover please someone I don't know man it's, if you've got a trumpet or a trombone please it's 2020 pep it up man it's 2020 i don't know uh i don't think i think it almost might be uplifting it might be cathartic cathartic yeah it'll break the curse it'll break the curse all right this last ad was sent by michael lovett this is a tough guy strat it's this a, is the toughest guy strat i've ever seen in my life i'm up for a trade or best offer i've enjoyed it tons but it's time to go to someone else I will only reply to a phone call. This is a Super Strat 80 style shredder. It's made by Rockster, I think is the brand. It's hard to tell because it's blurry, but we've seen a lot Rockstar, of maybe? graphics. I wouldn't be surprised if it is Rockster or Rockstar. We've seen a lot of graphics on guitars over the years. I've never seen a graphic so tough and masculine. In all my life, like this is a guitar strictly for the toughest guys around. Fingerless gloves with spikes on the knuckles, busting through a brick wall, through a tear in the finish of the guitar. Oh man, this is a hardcore, manly, fisting action guitar. So punched. So punched hard. Much guitar. By the tone. When someone sees you playing this guitar, they're like, whoa. I didn't realize I was in for such a masculine treat. This has a vintage Strat style bridge, but instead of the traditional six screw, this is a three screw. Wow. <laughs> that is really bad looking. It looks like the screws were replaced with drywall screws. Oh, I was thinking those were wood screws. That's possible like flathead too. wood screws. Well, drywall sc- screws are flathead too, Steve. Steve just showed that he's not very much of a know, man. He doesn't know what I don't drywall. Know very much about this, wood. This guy over here doesn't know what drywall screws look like. Clearly, this guitar is too masculine for Steve. Yeah, I've never punched through a wall while wearing a studded leather fingerless glove. <laughs> I've never even owned fingerless yeah, gloves. Steve punches through walls barefisted. What an idiot. <laughs> Everyone knows the tough guy thing to do is put on fingerless gloves if you're going to punch through a brick wall. A, this, this guitar is so tough that part of the humbucker ring is broken. Yeah, it's been punched so hard and so many times. This isn't even a... This isn't even a, a this there's is, no pick guard. That's how tough this guitar is. This is honestly... It doesn't need to be guarded by, from your pick. Is there a price? Uh, no, it's best offer. Best offer. This is honestly so bad and so corny that it circles back around to really fun. Oh like gosh. I would play this. Are you going to, are you going to, e- are you going to email? Are you going to message, uh, 
Michael Lovett and be like, hey, go pick it up. Hey, go see Go. Here's my bid. It's in Waynesville, yeah. wherever that is. It's North Carolina. Come on, Ray. If this was local and your favorite band was still <laughs> a thing, I would legit pick this up. Of course up you would. As a your favorite band guitar. This is perfect yeah. for your favorite band. So dumb. Extremely dumb. In just the right direction. Uh, what it needs, it needs to have like a tough guy sticker on it too, with like the cartoon characters. It's like, yeah, I'm a tough guy. <laughs> or like a Calvin. Like pissing no, it needs something. the old, the old uh, bad boy club. Bad, bad boy club. That's what I'm talking about. Bad boy club. <laughs> this is the kind of guitar that like that uh mac from always sunny would oh buy. there we go this is a kind of guitar that uh is probably originally it says rock star on it but this this should probably uh you don't play this uh you don't play this guitar through an amp you know what you play it through what or you don't play it through a fender twin you play it through a fender double dragon a double dragon double dragon you, got it? you remember that game? That's a video yeah. game reference, guys. I made a video game reference. I didn't know. I don't know how it connects to Fender, but yeah, Double Dragon. Well, because it's a Fender style. Because this is the type. This is the perfect yeah. guitar for what's his name from Cobra Kai. Like he <laughs> he would look. This is the episode. The TV episode. Yeah, episode you're of making podcast another guy. TV. Yeah, a lot of, I'm thinking about watching TV after this. Apparently, uh, no. He would see this guitar in a pawn shop. Oh, have you seen the the new season of This Is Us? Uh, I haven't watched any of This Is Us. Uh, he he would see this hanging in a pawn shop and be like, yeah, I'm going to learn guitar. And that's a tough guy's guitar because I'm a tough guy. Yeah. So I'm going to buy that. He's going to he's gonna learn guitar while drinking Coors Stubbies. Yeah, exactly. I bought a 12-pack of Coors Stubbies like a month ago. That was, wow, you that are was a man. Good choice. That is a good choice. Good choice. I haven't had Coors in a while. You know what else is good is uh, and might be like I think might actually be one of the best beers. Here we go. Best beer. Anchor Steam. Anchor Steams are good, right? They're really good. They might be like maybe too malty if you're like, like if malty, you don't like though. malty, but like you, they're you just know, so easy. There's certain like if I'm having pizza, high life me. Okay, for yeah. sure. Yeah. If I'm having seafood, anchor steam me all day long. Mm, there you go. All picture me with I'm anchor gonna, steam. I'm gonna go home and have an anchor steam. I think when I get home. I'm talking any seafood. I'm talking from Shrimp. lobster table. Lob- oh, lobster. lobster tail, not table. Give me a table. A whole table. A table of lobster, all the way down to fish sticks. I want anchor steam with it. You know. I could go for a fish stick right now. Gosh, just a, just one. Yeah, fish I don't stick. even know when the last time I had like a like. Are you talking about like? crappy Gorton's here's the thing though in the oven fish stick that's like that's like the chicken nugget of anything you bake in the oven is going to be gross you get those same fish sticks you you fry them in a little oil i've never done this super good super good fry, take know. take the extra time guys oil fry your fish sticks okay. it makes all the difference but they were frozen it How makes that work? all the difference yeah every, do almost longer? everything you buy fried in a restaurant was frozen 10 minutes earlier steve do you deep fry it? Yeah. Okay. I deeply fry it. I don't like half-ass fry it, Steve. <laughs> I don't half fry it. I don't shallow fry it. No, you just put you know some pan in a little pot and you know you cook it in oil for a little bit and get them crispy. Same thing with chicken nuggets. Oil fry your chicken nuggets. It's going to change the game. I'm gonna close. So that's been my food minute. Thanks for watching, everyone. Yep. Let's listen to the song. Tell us about it, Steve, and we'll get out of here. The song was sent by Adam Rohr. It's called Fred McGriff. I gotta, I gotta open up my phone here. My headphones are stuck on something. That's fine, whatever. I was just closing the iPad because I didn't turn off the parental controls earlier. We have parental controls on, so. So you just is, started seeing like adult things I, pop up. Yeah. No, I just, uh, it just started to. Uh, it just gave me the five minute warning. We're gonna turn <laughs> off in five minutes. You had enough iPad time, Steve. Here we go. A very
Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Adam, why is this song called Fred McGriff? <laughs> That's my only question. I like the big jumps in kind of style yeah. between the various parts. Yeah, no, that was cool. Yeah, is that a jump in, in just straight tempo or does it like a like a half tempo sort of thing? Like what is I think going it's on just there? half. I think it's just the choruses are ha- are were a half time. Like it feels very dramatic and it gets your attention for sure. And then when it comes back up to full speed again, it's like, damn, this is this is yeah. fast. Yeah. Very effective. Good job, Adam. And usually I think you usually go from regular time to half, and this one went from half to regular. Something like that. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Good job. Bye, everyone. Stay grounded. See ya.